Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. And he he really is just giving up on this intro. Like, I don't blame him. We're recording this very late at night, but that was easily the most phoned-in, I'm-gonna-do-the-intro-over I've heard from him yet. I mean, you know, you get, those late nights, you just gotta have to go with it. I'm just trying to get through because I'm like, all right, let's let's get into all this stuff. But you have some things you want to chat i do he's still he's still here we're still recording not gonna miss a week yet i do real fast before we jump into the episode which is a very uh a lot happened this episode to move the plot forward uh i do want to talk real fast as i mentioned last week for pride month every week i've been checking out a different creator another queer podcast uh, this week, I listened to a few episodes of Force Friends Rewatch. Mm-hmm. They have been doing The Mandalorian. So they've been going back and watching episodes of The Mandalorian. Their format is a little bit different than ours. They real fast summarize the episode and then spend the rest of their show just talking about it while we go like scene by scene. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> I do want to say this too, Bradley, you are slightly vindicated. Uh, there are names that they can't remember either. So you're not the only person in the podcasting world that can't remember the actors' names. Yeah, I, I never remember anybody's names. And I, I'm not surprised I don't either, because it's just one of those things where you're just like, you're not thinking about it at 90% There's of the so time, many. So you're just like, all right, I'll just look it up later. You're like, oh, it's that guy. I know that guy from the thing that I saw on TNT that one time. So this upcoming week, I'm going to be checking out a show called uh, Jag Eyes and Jedi. It's apparently been going on for a really long time. There's like 240 something episodes of it. Oh, wow. Good for them. But they're watching, uh, they're watching Resistance right now. And Bradley, I know how much you just love Resistance. Of course. So much. It's your favorite of the shows. A uh, few other things before we hop into the episode. I had a fun Loki premiered this week. Have you watched Loki yet, Bradley? Yes, I actually, funny enough, I because I wa- uh, it aired on Wednesday and yes. I just started a new show that I'm working on um, on set so this week. And this just happened to be like the day before I started working on set. So I had a lot of free time um, and now I don't. Uh, but which is why we're recording this at ridiculously late right super well for me it's like almost one o'clock in the morning for you it's a little it's still technically a normal night right the party hasn't started over here in los angeles yet right um but you were watching it you were watching it the day it came out i watched it day of i actually watched it twice um (laughs) Not because, like, I didn't understand or anything, but just because, like, I wanted to fully take it in, you know? Like, okay, watch it once for fun. Watch it a second time to see if I missed anything. Even though I'm not doing any kind of recap show about Loki or any reason, like, other than just I'm curious. So It seems like a show that, like, you want to, like, pay attention to all the Easter eggs and things. Of course, I don't. I enjoy not having to care that much. But there was a fun fact about it. Uh, did you recognize the guy who was at the desk um, and yes. the guy who shows Loki? Okay, where do you recognize him from, Bradley? He's from the Mandalorian. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he's from Mandalorian. Uh, the third episode. Fourth. And Fourth. On, our, our, on our segment of what did Charles fuck up, on the podcast i didn't fuck anything up factually last week but i did say episode three when i meant episode four of mando Uh yeah he's in he's in episode four his name is eugene cordero and he's one of the krill farmers that's right yeah i thought he was actually hilarious he's the other he's one of the other ones (laughs) yeah it was hilarious because he's um he was really funny in this loki episode so i uh i was like good for him he's getting the marvel money oh wait Marvel, Star Wars. 
He's another one. He's another uh, one that's one away. He's only one away from. I, I don't know if he's in any Disney ones, but I can I can double check. But I mean, he's <laughs> is he a triple threat? Uh, he has he was in Kong Skull Island. Um, oh, completely. I wouldn't count that as a triple Just threat. I'm looking at his IMDb page now, but it doesn't look like he's managed to. Uh, it doesn't look like he's managed to get that Disney trifecta yet. Well, I was going to um, say, if he does, I mean, with no, I wouldn't say within a year, but I mean, within the span of at least uh, timeline-wise a year, that would be pretty impressive. I just thought it was funny how we had that guy who was in WandaVision and in the same episode of The Mandalorian, and then once again we had exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was in a Marvel TV show and then was in The Mandalorian. That same episode <laughs> playing the same, this Krill village is just going to be populated with background people from right. Marvel. Every time they go back, it'll always be like Marvel people that live there. There's the answer to your uh, multiverse questions. They're all from this one village. They're all from on the one village one in Star planet. Wars. Mephisto's behind it all. Of course. And the last thing I want to briefly touch on before uh, we dive into the episode, uh, we do like to keep an eye on here uh, when Star Wars alums are going to do notable TV things. Not all of them, but notable ones. And we had a very notable trailer drop for Masters of the Universe Revelation. Now, I am a homosexual man who has to walk by the mirror every morning. So believe me when I say this with complete seriousness, that trailer, the two minute trailer was probably the gayest thing I've seen this week. And oh, I by, by, by far. <laughs> I literally, I, I was watching, where were, I don't even remember where I was. I was, I think I was just randomly on YouTube and I saw like, I guess cause E3 is this weekend. And so they dropped the trailer randomly. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know what it this. has to do with E3. I don't know, but it's just, I guess, because people are looking at YouTube more frequently, I guess, this week. And so they were, they dropped it and I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, why is this so fucking gay? Like, this is gay as fuck and I love it. Like, I had heard that He Man was gay. Yeah. Like, super, super gay. I had heard this, <laughs> but then I, like, I'd never seen an episode of it. I'm not no, a huge never. No, I was just the memes and stuff. Like I've never right. seen it. Right. I watched it. I was like, okay, one, Lena Headey and Mark Camel, just absolute win. But yeah. it's like this vibrant, like multicolored. My favorite <laughs> was when the like twink holds up the sword and it like strips all of his clothes off. Yes. <laughs> you can see the outline of it. And I'm just like, I know who this show is for. I mean, how did they take <laughs> sailor moon transformation like gay shit and be like oh let's turn this twink into a muscle daddy all of a sudden like that was so fucking perfect it wasn't when i tell you like i hope that there's some like and also not even not even that that wasn't even the gayest thing the gayest thing was the fact they were playing i need a hero over the trailer oh my yes yeah i like i'm watching this i have no interest in he-man i'm watching this i'm like I am suddenly super interested in watching this. Oh, yes. And I would never have thought about it. I would before. never, never. Because that wasn't my can't... era. Like, that wasn't my thing as a kid. So, like, I would never thought of it. But now I do. I missed it by a little bit. Uh, I missed it by a few years. So it gotcha. wasn't really... Like, again, I had seen the memes. I knew that kids who grew up in the 80s really liked it. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the 90s, so... Right. But uh, Mark Hamill is in it. Yes. Uh, that's our loose tangential connection to Star Wars. <laughs> he's just Mark Hamill. He's just, Mark Hamill's in it. That's our excuse to talk about how gay the He-Man trailer is. I love it. Segwaying back over into the <laughs> actual show. We yes, let's get to the real meat. Of let's the, get to what the people what are actually here for. About. Right. The, what the people are here for, which is to, to hear what I get wrong about the Bad Batch this week. Yes. So we had our episode um, entitled Battle Scars here. Bradley, I know you had indicated that you had to kind of cram this one in. You've, you've just started a gig. 
what did you think of it? Did it leave much of an impression on you today after you finished watching it? So I'm going to have to watch it again because I feel like I kind of cheated myself a little bit because I did this morning. I did have to wake up, you know, fairly early to get to work. Um, I set my alarm 30 minutes early to watch a 27 minute. Well, you know, I, I even skipped the credits in the beginning, which Oof. are not even that long. And I skipped them just to save time. Three seconds. I know, I know. I feel so bad. I Sorry. recorded a soundbite for Twitch that was shorter than that today. I know, it's crazy. So I, wa- I did feel a little rushed. That being said, it was an okay episode. I don't, I don't know if it really got me. I think because we'll get to it, but I felt like the reveal was such a letdown for me that I was right. just kind of like, oh, that's oh, we're doing. We're doing the Rex episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, just jumping ahead. We're doing the Rex episode. Yes. Finally. It's right. Finally, the one week that last week, Bradley's like, oh, we're not going to see fucking Rex. I've given up. It's the I one know. that Rex it's shows up. It's the one that he shows up, which again, like I said, I just felt like it was just a little like a lackluster reveal. So that's why I just it, felt like. It felt like a part one. Yeah. Like especially at the end. It it felt like really like a part one of a two-part episode. And I felt like, you know, Rex kind of shows up and it's really fast. Like we'll, we'll get to it as we go through the episode, but it's really fast in terms, this is only like episode seven or so. And Rex has already shown up. We saw Trace and Rafa last episode and then boom, Rex is right there. And I'd speculated, oh, it's going to be this whole season thing of finding yeah. Rex. Well, it almost feels like that would have been like, right, like that would have been the buildup. Like, it's like, oh, we, he's the, he's the answer to our problem kind of situation. Like we right. need to get, I mean, well, it kind of was for this episode, but the idea is that, you know, they still have their chips. You know, he's one of the only clones that are around that doesn't have a chip. So therefore, he would be their saving grace in some capacity. I I do note, and I know at the end of the episode, but I guess I'll talk about it now. That That's fine. We've now passed uh, the point of tra- what I call the point of trailer. So Star Wars, when it advertises its mm. shows, likes to only advertise the first thir- third or half of the season. Right. So we've now passed that point. That's so I right. guess it kind of makes sense in retrospect that yeah. they would sort of want to complete this mini Wrecker and Omega arc that they were doing hmm. and wrap that up. But we have reached that point. So genuinely, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen next. Which is fine. I mean, I don't, I don't like, actually, I kind of felt like that last week when we got, you know, uh, the sisters talking to the mysterious figure Um I, I felt like that was kind of like, ooh, what's going to happen next? We don't really know. Like, yay. This is kind of like exciting. And then they immediately tell us what it is. Yeah, Although I, there is I did not like the reveal. At the end. There's a little bit of mystery at the end. We'll get to that. Yeah. So let's dive into the episode here. We'll get into my kind of thoughts on it as we go. Yes, because I have no notes because I did not take any because I couldn't have it. any time. And I will say, in fairness... Before we dive, last thing before we dive in, I will say in fairness, that is how I watched the Clone Wars final season. Yeah, same. Was I watched it like in the 30 minutes before I went to work. And that's how I watched. Uh, I, I watched the first season of Mandalorian mm. was in the break room at work. So like we do what we have to do. Right. Just to kind of see it. And then this show does not support us enough that we don't also have to do things outside of it yet patreon coming at some point in the future mm. pay us money right anyway so we dive into battle scars right in the middle of the action the shuttle is on its way out we get a very like hunters in the the turret like, it's a very falcon mm-hmm. kind of shooting the the stuff um, the this reminded me um, of that episode of Mandalorian where it starts off with the dogfight. Right, it's episode five, I think. I think so. I believe so. Is yeah, episode five. it just reminded me of that like, oh, we're in the middle of the action. We don't know how we got here, but we're already in the middle because it's not important how we got here. Like, so I right. just find, I like The that. implication being that they've done several jobs for Sid that we didn't see off screen. Right. This episode has like a lot of like little callbacks to A New Hope. 
like we mentioned a previous episode like episode three had a bunch of little callbacks to empire Mm -hmm. this one had a bunch of little callbacks to a new hope what with hunter down in the turret like the falcon and then another thing that will come up later so we get a a sequence where wrecker hits his head again Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just important for reasons down the line to mention they head back to sid's bar and sid gives us uh sid gives us two very very funny lines back to back she goes what a strange looking lizard my immediate thought was yeah you're one to talk Sid I was just thinking that I do remember that so she because I was I was watching it and going wait are you not a lizard person I mean I don't understand maybe they don't consider themselves lizard but like you're a lizard lady Sid yeah lizard ladies who live in glass houses shouldn't (laughs) throw stones and then she gets uh immediately Echo, I think it is, asks her like, oh, what are we going to do with it? She gives us a very grief carga like, I don't know, fucking keep it as a pet or something. Like, who gives a not, fuck? Wait, did this come up earlier? He's like, I don't know what they want to do with it. Maybe he wants to eat it. Maybe he wants. No, that's something No, else. it's Mandalorian episode three when they deliver Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda. Okay. Wait, grief wait. is like, grief is like, I don't know if he wants to eat it or hang it on his wall. I don't gotcha care. gotcha okay i i was like i knew it sounded familiar i was like this is from something else that we've seen before okay mando got it okay i was right i got it and i remember this because force friends rewatch pod that i've been listening to this week has been jogging my memory about the mandalorian <laughs> right so i'm remembering these things uh omega and wrecker go run off uh i love Wrecker has this line where he's he's begging Hunter to let them run off, and he kind of leans forward and goes, "It makes the kid happy." Right. And Omega kind of gives him this look, like, "Bitch." She's like, "You're the kid. You're the kid." Right. So I love this dynamic between Wrecker and Omega, which of course comes back to play into the emotional center of this episode. Mm-hmm. We get an ominous cloaked figure in the corner. Now, storytelling wise, it's very important to remember that you should always trust the hooded ominous figure <laughs> in the corner, especially if we get a shot of the figure's eyes beneath their hood. This is important. This is from... Uh, this is like a callback to Lord of the Rings being the one that popularized it with Strider in the corner. So we get a scene where they run into Sid's, they go into Sid's office and she hands him like three bucks and they're like, excuse me. She's like, oh, by the way, uh, I've been paying for like everything for you. Yeah. And also you owe me. She did bring up the, in a sort of an, an, another, after another shot, we get a shot of the, people messing with the mysterious stranger and then we jump back to her and she says well you know you would be out of my debt if you'd gotten the tactical droid mm. so it was nice we do see some consequences to the tactical right droid. it's that she they have to continuously do jobs to make up for the fact that they failed <laughs> in star wars the old republic if you choose to play a, a light side aligned smuggler you will end up jettisoning or not delivering most of your cargo. And at one point, one of your crewmates actually calls you out on this. And is like, I do not know how you expect to make any money if you keep (laughs) not finishing these jobs. (laughs) It's the same kind of vibe here, but I like there's some consequences to the tactical droid. Right. And not bringing it in. there's some blaster fire. There's an altercation in the bar. And we get the identity of our mysterious stranger. It is, in fact, Rex. Yay, it's Rex. Bradley's rolling his eyes, just like. <sighs> I mean, I did not like this reveal. It was very anticlimactic. Actually, what was even worse about this reveal was that I did not assume at first that it had anything to do with the previous episode ending where the sisters are talking to some mysterious figure i did i had no idea that this would be the same mysterious person i just thought it was a different mysterious person 
there's so many mysterious figures in <laughs> in uh, Star Wars, mysterious hologram figures that. Right. Well, it's not like okay. It's not like with when we when we saw the hologram, we got enough of the hologram to distinguish it at all. Of we as got anything. that they were wearing a cloak. Right. And so this next scene is just a person with a cloak. But as we know from almost every single Star Wars piece of media, there's always somebody who's wearing a cloak. It's almost it's it's almost kind of like the the way Ray's parentage is treated in Force Awakens, mm. to where it's it doesn't really have any bearing on the film, but like watching it, we as the audience latched onto it because it was a mystery for us to solve. Right. You're like, and then Bad Batch just shelves it in the next episode. I, and I didn't like when he go, he literally says, oh, I talked to the Martell sisters. I was like, oh, he was the one they were talking to on the hologram. Okay. Speaking of Game of Thrones, <laughs> Martez sisters, you think of the Martells oh, from Martel. Game of Thrones? It's late at night. Martel, Martez, it's all the same. Uh, are we really gay and talking if I don't nitpick every single thing you say? No, but still. <laughs> You're right. Game of Thrones is over. No slack. Game of Thrones is over and dead. No one cares anymore. Game of Thrones show, has so. a wonderful six season run. So we get a conversation with Rex. He does say, Oh, the Martez sisters told me and immediately in my notes i think this was the point i sent you the the text last night that was like you are gonna be so disappointed in us because of all of our nuns that we listed off we never even considered rex as an option and we knew he was in the show right every week we brought up okay i'm just gonna say oh when's rex gonna show up oh we had way better theories about who this person was than who it actually was it, you need to say it. You, it needs to be said. Tech has a line about he has access to Imperial Files. They list Rex's KIA. There's some kind of like, oh, mysterious backstory for Rex, which of course we know if we've seen right. the final season of Clone Wars, but you don't necessarily need to have seen that season. Mm-hmm. Um, love, here's what I love. So Wrecker comes in and like, gives rex a hug mm-hmm. and omega's like i thought we didn't like the regs and Wrecker's like oh we like this one it's nice development from the bad batch arc of the clone wars because if you remember rex was really at odds with them for most of that arc a lot of that arc was them having to learn to work together right yeah i i i i also i also don't like how it was portraying them as like friends like they weren't really friends they're more like colleagues like they're not like that i don't know why he would hug him you know what i mean it wasn't like he did anything making their friendship more than anything other than we are technically brothers and we have to like each other kind of thing they might fill in some stuff later on like some of these clone wars untold stories or whatever that they were planning for some of the later seasons like the bad batch going to kashik more stuff might have happened in between but i i did like how you know they their whole arc in clone wars was about learning to work together so then with izzy records oh we like this run because they had gone through this adventure with him uh, I want to point out the lines on the face arc, the, the lines on the face line. Yes. Not because it has anything necessarily like, one, it's interesting in universe, but it really goes a long way to the animation mm-hmm. and how it's evolved since 2007, 2008, when the movie came out, the Clone Wars movie came out, that I can actually see the lines on the face now. Like the right. animation has come so as, far. Yeah, they're not as smooth anymore. Like it, like I feel like before, maybe very, very early on, maybe I think it was actually the 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 movie. Like I think it's Yoda, looks like a shiny ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't really have too much definition in his coloring, or you know what I mean? It's just not very. It's very childlike. It's very. Uh, it was very kitty, and then I think towards the end of the show, they kind of slowly started adding better textures, and you know, there's a few up. times this episode that I'll note, but Bad Batch overall has really been a showcase of how much the Lucasfilm animation department 
has grown over the past, you know, decade and a half that they've been in existence. Jesus, has it only been 10? Have they done this much in 10 years? Four shows, all these movies since... They've done a lot of Star Wars since I was in late high school. Well, you know what I wish, though? I wish it would kind of evolve a little bit more. I really like... Now, I don't want to say that I like watching video game cutscenes, but the ones that I have seen of Jedi Fallen Order, if you were to tell me that was a TV show, I would watch that TV show because of the sheer Funny fact you that should like... mention Jedi Fallen Order. Why? Yeah, the... Oh, the cutscenes. We're, uh, we're actually... We're replaying it. I'm streaming it on Twitch on Mondays. It's the next game that we're doing. So we actually just started playing it this Monday, replaying it again, which you can follow me on Twitch at uh, CWRogers6. It's the same as my Twitter handle. But we're actually playing it again. And there's been a few points playing it on my new bigger monitor that I'm just like, holy hell, this is beautiful. Right? It's like gorgeous. Like this, some of the cutscenes in it is just like, like we just watched the opening one where the, the second sister shows up, yeah, and it's like, that is beautifully animated. I think they they could they sort of tried something a little different with Rebels, yeah. They tried something a little different with Resistance. The Rebels one kind of grew into its own style. The Resistance didn't really have a chance to do that. I felt. But holy cow, Bad Batch is really pushing some of it, especially with some stuff we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. So we've got a, we get a tense standoff. Rex discovers they haven't removed their inhibitor chips, which is bad. And he's like, oh, I'll be in contact. Walks off. And the next scene is, oh, we're going to go meet Rex. (laughs) Yeah, it's like there's no time. There's no time. Time passage. Seems like a, this opening sequence felt like a thing you put at the end of another episode. Like you have an adventure. Yeah. And then and they then end you, up at the bar or whatever. And then Rex yeah. is there and it's like, yeah. I'll see you in the next one. Right. And then the next episode is them going and fix their inhibitor chips or whatever. Right. It's like. We get the scanner again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned the scanner a few episodes ago. And then they mentioned that they're going to Braca. Braca, I just mentioned, uh, I'm replaying Jedi Fallen Order. Braca is the planet where that game starts. Mm. It is a scrapyard. They describe it as like a starship graveyard. It's a little more complicated than that. Um, but the, the episode does actually address a little bit why it's slightly more complicated than that. Right. But that's where they're headed. They're headed to the planet from Fallen Order. Go ahead and spoil right now that we do not get to see my boyfriend. Uh, of course, he would be like not very old at all at this point. I was going to say, would he be like He's like, no, he's a little older than 10. I think he's like 12 or 13. I'd have to look this up. Oh, so does, does he like hide for a couple years before Fallen Order takes place? Yes. Oh, yeah. So he's like a kid when Order. So he's like Kanan a little bit. Yeah, and Fallen Order is like, I think, is it five years later? So he might be like 14, 13 or 14. Gotcha. Hearing Order 66, and I think, I would have to double check. But no, we don't see Cal, unfortunately. We don't see the the ginger twink from Shameless in this episode. I'm holding out hope that he'll show up in the next episode. I mean, you know what? I actually, Although the actor is busy right no, now. No, I mean, I, I I understand that, but I don't know why they couldn't get him in the studio for, you know, they a might. day if and he's, then just be like, record some lines. Like, they're doing Fallen Order too. Yeah. Like, look, it, it wouldn't be the same without Cameron Monaghan, but I guess they could get him in. You know, if he's if he's doing work for Fallen Order too. Yeah. I mean, makes, if he's already working. Studio. Well, he's doing a like a fuckload of independent films right now. The Shameless is over. Gotcha. But I mean, but I'm like I'm saying, like if they if they're already getting him for the the video game, like to kind of come in and record stuff. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to be like, hey, 
would you be okay with doing a couple extra lines today? Like just for, we might want to put you in a TV show. Here, have some money. Right. He's doing, he's been doing a lot of independent film and stuff. Like I read an interview with him recently and he's, he's very busy since Shameless ended. I'd actually love to see, um, not necessarily just him, but I, I would love to see maybe possibly um, the Inquisitors make a return um, just because maybe the genesis of the inquisitors well that's what i'm saying like i would love to see possibly maybe like their first task is kind of like practice round is like hunting the bad badger you know what i mean like they may have covered it in the comics i'd have to go back and check oh probably i know they did a comic that featured the inquisitors but i'm not 100 percent sure if it showed like the genesis of them and didn't i don't know if you said this but i'm pretty sure someone said that isn't this where the Ahsoka book takes place is during this timeline, right? Or yeah, this time? that was me. It's, it should be around about, it depends on how much time has passed and we're not 100% sure, especially now that right. it's implied they've been hanging out with Sid for a little bit. So like, we're not 100% sure when this takes place. Right. Well, and just but because I, I always say that because she's hunting Inquisitors, right? That's like literally all she does in that book. Yeah, she does hunt Inquisitors in that, I'm pretty sure. Because that's where she gets her white lightsabers that she like reverse bleeds or purifies yeah yeah yeah. well we don't want to get into that but uh so that's my homework assignment (laughs) is to go reread the ahsoka novel so i can talk about it confidently on the show there you go but i'll go ahead and spoil alas we do not see uh the genesis of what will eventually become one of my star wars boyfriends when he grows up and when we're on the ship uh Omega mentioned she doesn't have an inhibitor chip. This is very interesting to me because the next question I have is, why doesn't she have an inquisitor ch- uh, an inquisitor chip? Inquisitor inquisitorship. Um, you know, this actually, an inhibitor chip. This actually reminded me of, funny enough, the Loki episode because um, there is a scene in Loki where. Uh, he has to walk through essentially a metal detector and the guy goes have you ever been or have you ever known if you had been a robot at one point in time and he's like wait do people not know they're robots and he's like just step through the thing so i thought about it i was like how would she know that she doesn't have an inhibitor chip would she know what uh the question i had was if she doesn't have an inhibitor chip what would she be being developed for if they they felt like they weren't going to have the need this level of control over her she was for something else obviously not combat so right something else was going on here yeah i'm yeah you're right it's It's very interesting line so we meet up with rex on braca couple of very quick easter eggs that happen in succession Mm-hmm. We see that he's using the bomber that they stole at the end of the Clone Wars. He also mentions having been on a Venator-class ship and it not ending well. Uh, as they are walking their ascent towards the Venator, we do see a Hammerhead Corvette. I believe this may be, in the timeline, canon-wise, our first sight of one, which oh. is interesting, which means they might have been used during the Clone Wars. Um so it's wait, no wait it's in rogue one. Oh wait that's after that's after this oh dang it this the damn lucas film what are the you first, doing the first canon before this i believe was in rebels right when they steal the hammerhead corvettes well, uh, we get a mention cool. we get a mention of the scrappers guild uh now the scrappers guild becomes relevant at the end of the episode but they're the ones who are actually in control of Braca. Here's the interesting thing. So if you, and I only know this because in our replay of Fallen Order, we were reading the codex entries for Braca. The Scrappers Guild actually sided with the Separatists. Oh. Working with the Separatists during the um, Clone Wars. And afterwards, the Republic basically like shut down like the economic arm of the guild like before the scrappers were making like bank off of doing it so ships they would bring ships to this planet and they would scrap them 
which is a more professional outfit than the scavenging that Ray and those on Jakku were doing. And then they would turn around and sell the parts back on the core worlds. When the Empire took over in punishment for siding with the Separatists, they actually like came in and basically said, yeah, you work for us now. Also, we're going to pay you nothing. Also, we're going to drop those safety standards a little bit. OSHA compliance, what's that? Yeah, I was thinking, but they were very enthusiastic about tattletailing on them when they landed. They were like, oh, I mean, this happens a little later, but it's not that important. They were like, well, we got to call the Empire. Like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's possible they may have to. Like we see in Fallen Order, the Empire has a pretty strong grip on Bracca. Mm. So they, they're wanting to repurpose these ships and turn them into the new Imperial ships. Right. I had noted the uh, as they're moving along the water, the sequence where Hunter's looking at the water. I was like, oh, this animation is really good. There's a sequence right after where Wrecker actually falls into the water. And there's kind of like splashing animation. Yeah. Maybe the most beautiful, realistic water splashing animation I've ever seen. Better than Moana? Okay, Moana may be better. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. But I was watching it. I was like, oh my God. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, for just a, you know, a random cartoon, you know, TV show that doesn't necessarily need to put that much effort into the water. They put that much effort into it. Right. So we get the water sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. I noted that. Ricker gets pulled down by, what else? A Dianoga. So this actually is a Dianoga. It actually, I had the same reaction as you did. I was like. Because I wasn't sure because we see a lot of it. The subtitles explicitly identify it as a Dianoga. Okay. Because we do see a lot of it. There's a lot of the Dianoga. We see tentacles. We see a mouth. We see all kinds of shit. So Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, okay. All we got to see uh, in A New Hope was a fucking eye and a tentacle. So And some tentacles. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they look like that before now, but they look like that now. Yeah, it seemed a little pink. Uh, it may be, it may be have a different diet than the one on the Death Star. The Death Star might be emaciated. Uh, that's true. This one's healthy. And then we head into the med bay. Records obviously going to undergo the procedure first. Uh, Omega sort of has some concerns and she's like, well, if, if you guys don't make it, then I'll be by myself. And it's one of those like heartbreaking yeah this would be a concern that a kid would have in this situation and relate to type scenes but my other thought during this scene was yeah if they all die but like rex is not gonna die he's he's still here and he has the same fucking face expecting them to be like you could just go with rex but i think hunter's response is good which is we're not going anywhere gotcha we're in here for the long long haul which in my brain i'm like fingers crossed several more seasons of this let's go we get to one of probably the stupidest moments in the show wrecker is about to be tranquilized and rex and hunter literally start having a fucking conversation about how hunter let the padawan go in episode one Literally right as Wrecker is about to go under, when he's clearly having issues, they're having this conversation. I'm like, you guys couldn't have waited 30 more seconds to talk about this? 30 (laughs) seconds. As Rexit brings it up, he's like, you know, I'm surprised because not a lot of clones uh, resisted Order 66. And Hunter's like, oh yeah, let me tell you all about... When I was like, whoa, 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 wait, we got to stop our procedure real quick. I got to tell you this story. It's a pretty good story. So obviously, Order 66 triggers in Wrecker. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, um, it was pretty anticlimactic. I was like, all right, he's going to fight them. Then they're all going to be like, we don't want to kill you. And then, you know. Rex uses stun weaponry while Wrecker right. is actually using the blaster bolts, which is a nice touch. But yeah, it basically proceeds from here kind of the way, mostly kind of the way that you would expect it would. They boil it down to Hunter and Wrecker, which was the correct choice. Yeah. Otherwise, it just would have been, oh, they're doing the Avengers fight where they fight each other. Yeah. 
Uh, I had noted here that I talk a lot about lighting in Mandalorian. The lighting in this sequence is very, very good, especially when Omega's like crawling into the other room mm. and the electricity is like flashing. Yeah, it's very like, horror esque. Like, it's cool. even though we know it's going to be fine, yeah, because we've watched at least one other movie, <laughs> it's still very intense. At yeah. least the sequence with her in the room where she's hiding from him just because the writing and the cinematography and the direction is so good. We get that little sequence where um, she goes to shoot him. She can't do it. He does the good soldiers follow orders line. Uh, and then Rex stuns it. I was disappointed. Classic. Because I really, really for Omega's character, I really wanted her to shoot him. Not I like in a, not, not, a kill, not a kill way, but like she would have had it on stun. But I mean, yeah. like, I wanted her to be brave enough to do that, like shoot her friend. Like she was, she knew, I mean, she had to have known that in the back of her mind, like I'm going to, if I stun him, it's not going to hurt him, but it needs to be done. But remember he was like, he was kind of taunting her almost. Like he was like, well, if you recall, if you recall though, she was, she doesn't have the stun setting. She uh, was firing his blaster. Oh, his blaster. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So she'd shot him in the chest. There's there's a good chance she might have actually killed him. I still wanted to see it. <laughs> you still wanted to see it? You wanted to see this be the end of Wrecker? Not necessarily the end, but damaged beyond repair would be fine. <laughs> Turn into another echo. Brutal. Or, uh, yeah. I don't know if it would have been earned for her. I, I think yeah. she needs to harden up a bit before she can be making those choices. I think she'll be put in another similar position where she has to make a hard choice toward the end of the season. And depending on where we go, she may end up making a different one. But she's so naive in this case and she like loves her friends so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have been earned for her to, to be the one to do it. And even the fact that she wasn't able to do it, and even that was not enough to bring Wrecker back, it might have had lasting implications on the character. Of course, it doesn't. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> because it's, we get that scene later on. But Yeah, because at the very end, they're all like, okay, well, now they're out. We're good. Like, I'll promise all. No hard feelings. <laughs> So I, I am kind of happy that they did go ahead and resolve this, though. Yeah, like, this part is of technically like, the halfway point. We're coming up on the halfway point. This is episode, like, seven. And I think we think there's 22 episodes. Oh, I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was, like, 16. Um, it's somewhere between 16 and 22. We're not 100% sure how many episodes there are going to uh, be. Okay. Well, yeah. I Which, mean, right. side note, making our schedules a bitch this year. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Lucasfilm, please confirm how many episodes of the Bad yes. Batch is so that we can schedule what we're going to do in between this and Mando season two. Right. I'm literally begging you. Like, <sighs> you can email us at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, just please. send us, Just send us a number. I am begging you. Please. So, they... Stun Wrecker, and they put him back in the th- the little surgical pod. Um, Omega has this nice moment where Rex is kind of like, maybe you should take the kid out. And she's like, maybe you should get fucked, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and sits down like, I'm staying. Which is a nice moment. They pull the chips out. Um wrecker and omega kind of have this little moment and and it only hit me the second time wrecker has been portrayed up until this point as such an immature character and you know we mentioned earlier on in the beginning you know you're the kid wrecker right kind of as a joke even for him to do the adult thing and try to take responsibility and say hey we need to address what happened even though he wasn't at fault at all, was a really great moment for his character. And her kind of demonstrating, she doesn't have to say, it's fine, nothing has changed between us, I know you're the same person. 
she demonstrates that through her actions. So I thought that was kind of a nice moment that they had between them. Yeah. So we get a, a sequence with uh, Hunter and Rex. Rex is talking to somebody on the comm, and I have my no- in my notes, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> it continues to next week. Of course. Next week, the fucking screenwriting articles are going to be, who was the person Rex was talking to on the comm? Oh and I'm just like, it's is okay. I'm gonna kill someone. I actually, so I've I've mentioned on the show a few times. I recently left my job, and I've been searching for a new one out here in LA. One of the jobs on LinkedIn is for one of these sites. I'm not gonna say which one it is, uh, but I have seen their job posting, and their job posting is like super professional. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're hiring you to um write pop culture news and i'm sitting here thinking yeah i've seen your articles you take like one line from one episode of a tv show stretch it out to a four paragraph article and slap a bunch of fucking banner ads on it like this is a lie and basically any research into your company will confirm that not that i you know depending on other job search not that i may not uh have to lower my standards a bit but hopefully i don't have to to. i don't know i hear uh i'm sure the inquirer is hiring (laughs) i hear OnlyFans is profitable it's not it's not gonna happen yet so that's going to continue forever uh we're never going to escape it who do you think rex was talking to bradley i think he was talking to commander cody that that would be interesting. Probably oh, wait, actually, not. Actually, no, Cody's dead by now, isn't he? No, he's not, but we don't know what happened to Cody. And in fact, there was a bunch of speculation on like... Wait, I thought is... he, he does die, does he not? No. No, he's oh. still alive. We don't know what happened to him. Because Right, because all he does is, at the end of Sith is he, he orders them to Obi-Wan. shoot Obi-Wan, right. And that's the last we saw of him. We didn't see him in Rebels. We don't know what happened to him. Oh, I was thinking of um, the one that gets his head chopped off by Yoda. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I was well, like, well, in fairness, they all do look identical. <laughs> they all look the same. Um, they all look the same. Yeah, where's Commander Cody? I want, I want him to come back. Where's Commander Cody? Jesus, you are D. Bradley Baker. You are not. <laughs> So we get this exchange where Rex is like, you should join the rebellion. And Hunter's like, I'm not going to join the rebellion yet because it's too early in my character arc. And Rex is like, that fucking tracks. I'll see you in about 10 episodes. Right. And we'll see you for the series finale. I'm just like, we know where this is going. Yeah. It goes the same place every time. But oh, no, they were seen by the Scrappers Guild who reports them to the Empire. Oh no. I wonder what's going to happen. Probably Crosshair is going to show up. That's where the episode ends. Okay. I was going to say, they're definitely, I mean, it seems like they're leading into a a part two esque of this episode next. I don't know if that's the case, but I mean, why not? Definitely. And it would like, it would kind of continue the theme sort of nicely if they were to include maybe, um, Either like a young Cal, probably not though, because that would be a little too much like Kanan from the first episode. Yeah. They but could do like Cal's friend from the opening of I don't know. We'll see. Order. I, like, I mean, I would like it, but you know, I don't, I know they might not necessarily want to get too, you know, like kitschy with like other media, you know, it's because that's their story. Getting, we are getting like an ooh, guest character every week kind of thing which i'm curious if that'll continue next week they didn't really do it for episode three but every other episode has been like oh there's a guest person here that we recognize yeah from the other thing that you saw so i'm i'm curious if they'll continue i'll tell you if they'll take any of the opportunities they've got with Braca, but we'll see overall I mean, obviously, I liked the episode. My baseline for Star Wars generally is I liked it. There's yeah. very few things I can say that I didn't like. Um, it 
again probably lower mid to me it had some nice moments it had some nice animation but i do agree with you that it was a bit anticlimactic in terms of Mm-hmm. this thread that I thought would carry us through. And this does seem to kind of be the more I watch like the Mandalorian and some of these other shows, this kind of seems to be Filoni's thing is that it'll set up something that in your brain, lets like, Oh, this will carry us through the season or this will carry us through the series. And then it gets resolved like two seconds later. And yeah, like, and now for something completely different, which is fine. I just have to get in the headspace of being that way. You know, I just realized who he was talking to, well, who Rex is talking to. So my theory for next week, are you ready? Ready. And they'll, they'll fucking reveal it next week. Yeah. Rex was talking to none other than Asajj Ventress. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Um, uh, remember, Bradley's a twink, bless his heart. And he doesn't know how to read, so... We've never found the appropriate moment to tell him about Dark Disciple. So uh, nobody tell him about Dark Disciple. We'll have that conversation with him when he's older. <laughs> anyway, no, I mean, I think it would be, actually, you know what? I would hope that it's Commander Cody for real, though. I, you know what I mean? Just so we can tie up his story or something. If, if that is true, we don't that know That would be a him. neat twist. I think so. I will say that would be a neat twist because... He's not in the batch of clones and rebels. Right. We don't know what happened to him. The last thing we know that happened to him was he fired on Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. So if it turned out Cody was working to help start the rebellion the whole time. Yeah. That nobody would expect that. Yeah, I would like that. That would a lot. be like completely out of left field. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We you came heard it up here first. We came up with a theory of Commander Cody returning. Give us our credit. All right, Bradley, did you have anything else you wanted to address for this episode? No, I think, uh, you know, maybe I'll have more to say next week if it does kind of continue that storyline a little bit. I think I might have more to say. You may also not be recording this at one in the morning. That's true. I kind of want to go to bed. So, like, let's wrap this up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at our counter. I was like, oh, we just passed the hour mark, which is the point where we're like, oh, we got to wrap it up. Or at least the hour in recording. It will not be the hour when you're actually watching this we <laughs> cut things out of the show right to make it sound good socials you can follow us on twitter at at gold squad gaze and instagram at at gold squadron gaze not to facilitate this uh whole divisive thing between us but i am currently winning uh our Twitter has seen a massive... Bradley just rolled his eyes. Uh, our Twitter has seen a massive signal boost. Thanks to Pride. Thank you, everyone. Uh, you can also follow our Instagram as well, so Bradley doesn't feel left out. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at, at CWRogers6. I play Star Wars games on Mondays to coincide with the release of the podcast. We're currently playing Fallen Order on normal difficulty if you want to hear what i think about that so drop by and hang out other than that we have never figured out a way how to end this show and we've recorded 20 episodes of it and we'll see you next week on another episode of gold squadron gaze oh that's all right bradley do you know lord of the rings i don't know what little um elf people with big feet uh the mud people have sex with the wizards and then they make little uh evil elf babies and then uh, <laughs> something like that right and then there's a dragon that has like dr strange's voice or something okay we're just gonna move on from this